Attention Cloud9 shoppers. Welcome back to the break room, or welcome to the break room if it's your first time. We are a Superstore fan podcast. My name is DJ and Lyle, and I'm here with Aylin Roland. Hello. And Casey McGeorge. How's it going, everybody? It's going great. Going great. Got a double dose in this week, so that's pretty cool. We'll get right into it. We're doing um, scanners again. This was written by Dio Odessa Khan. Directed by Victor Nelly Jr. and aired the 9th of May 2019. So Dina agrees to play the bad guy when corporate forces Amy to cut everyone's hours. Meanwhile, Jonah and the other employees play an elaborate game of laser tag with the store's new scanners, and Mateo makes a startling discovery about Marcus. Uh, initial thoughts? I don't know if it was just because obviously a lot of the plot that was going on here is leading into next week, but this was a really good episode, I thought. And I, it also one where all of the plots were really, you know, high. You know, sometimes it's like one is a bit stronger than the others, but I felt like they were all really quite good, you know, so. Agreed, yeah. It's really coming kind of all to a head, mm-hmm. but also I, I feel like we're getting the best of of Superstore at the best time. Yeah. Which is which is awesome, plot wise and and laughs wise as well. Yeah, I agree. If, if you guys have listened to the other ones, you guys, you guys have already heard. I I really like this episode. Like Aylin said, I don't think there was really a weak plot point in this one. Honestly, each of these could have stood up as its own like a plot in any episode. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like any any one of these three could have been the big a plot in a normal episode mm-hmm. of superstore right and that goes to show that the strength of the writing cast and the crew and, yeah. and the people portraying the characters yeah and i kind of liked how each one reminded me just a little bit of like something from another previous episode like i know we're going to break down all of them but the scanners you know sort of little laser tag game I just like it when they are silly in the store and do stuff like that. It reminded me of when they were playing that, um, what was that, muffin ball game. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Let's start with the Mateo. Mateo's startling discovery about Marcus. I'm going to say right off the bat, for this episode and the next episode, there's no hatred of Mateo. What? especially, Especially this episode, he came across really, he was very understanding of Marcus. And he, he, he was very vulnerable. Uh, so basically, while they're doing this laser tag thing, Mateo is somewhere in the bowels of the store, I guess is the best way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Here's some laughing and something else. Goes and investigate. Finds out Marcus is not living in the store because he lives in his car. <laughs> he is sleeping in the yeah. store. Also, side note, is that this episode or the next one, we find out Marcus was probably molested by his wrestling coach. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus, man. Oh, yeah. What is going on with this guy? write a book, man. That would be the saddest (laughs) book in the history of mankind. So Marcus is sleeping inside the bowels of the store. He's got posters up. He's got a bed. I don't know if he had like a TV or a laptop down there. He was, or he was just laughing by himself, which is even more scary and maniacal if that's the case yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh and he had sushi remember (laughs) yeah he had some sushi there yeah Yeah. that was so awesome 
But, but even both of them were very vulnerable because, you know, he talked and he was telling him, you know, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not living here. I'm just sleeping here. I live in my car, blah, blah, blah. And Mateo tries to leave. You know, he's like, oh, why don't you stay for a while? And Mateo's like, oh, no, I got to go. Like, please. Yeah, I mean, that was so sad. Yeah. Like, it does because yeah. he says it so, please don't leave, yeah. you know, just in a really genuine tone of voice. And Mateo's like, oh, oh God, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that Mateo stayed, like, honestly, yeah. I would not, until I saw this, if you had told me that was going to happen, I would not have expected Mateo to stay. Mm-hmm. I would have expected some snarky comment about him being scared of catching some weird disease down there or something like that. I wouldn't have expected Mateo to stay right. and actually show like human characteristics and everything else. So your meter this week, just to make sure, is zero. For Mateo, yeah, it's a flat zero, both episodes. Okay, wow. Wow. This is a momentous occasion. This Casey. is not the first time. Oh, okay. It's not? Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's the first time since I've been here, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. it is, but you might be right about that one. I don't know. <laughs> he gets even more vulnerable when he's going through, and, you know, he's talking, uh, Marcus is talking about he doesn't want everyone to find out how he'd be ostracizing Ricky. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this on the other episode, that I wasn't sure where this was going with Mateo. Where Mateo was basically telling him, yes, I can't understand. Right. I wasn't sure, and I don't know if everyone knows Mateo's status of him being out of the closet. Certain people may know that, like, in the show, like, story. Obviously, <laughs> Jeff, some people know. Not everybody may know, and something like that, that's not something you may want to share with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So you thought it was going that way? I, I was thinking that's the direction it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Because he, even that way, where he's like, well, you know, if this gets out, people are going to treat you differently and blah, blah, blah. And that's mm-hmm. a very realistic thing that, you know, the LBGT community goes through. So I thought that was the direction he was going to. I mean, I figured that's what he was about to say. But even when he finally, you know, said it. Mm-hmm. Because he did kind of blurt it out. I just immediately yelled, no, <laughs> Mateo, why would you tell him that no? Because it's one thing that, you know, because let's count it here. For the record, like, Glenn knows. You know, Jeff obviously knows. And then beyond that, I think it's just Jonah, isn't it? It's just those three who knew before. Maybe yeah. Amy? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, depending on if Jonah told her, but... Like, those people, okay, you know, that's that's one thing. But why would you tell Marcus? Oh, my God. <laughs> In all fairness as well, this may sound cruel, I'm, I'm kind of surprised Marcus knew what undocumented meant. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, let's be realistic. <laughs> that is true. I'm surprised it wasn't a thing of, like, what do you mean you don't have documents? You don't have a, dri- like, you don't have a driver's license or something? Like, I wasn't sure. Like, I was kind of surprised he knew. Oh, never mind. Cheyenne knows, too. Because when he told Cheyenne, she didn't know what it meant, remember? And she was talking about, like, going on vacation to go visit Mateo if yeah. he ever got deported. So, yeah, more people know than I remembered. Right. That's a really vulnerable thing for him to open himself up to. Yeah. And then, of course, Marcus ruins it with the whole, we ride together, we die together. If this comes out, <laughs> yeah. if this comes out, I'm telling your secret. And I don't think he understood yeah. the, the severity of, like, if that gets out, like, Mateo could end up being forced to leave. Right. He just thinks, like, oh, it's like me. You know, if, if someone finds out I'm down here, I'll just be told to stop doing it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the stakes are very different for those secrets. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder if that's a big part of the finale or if it's kind of one of those things that we're going to have to wonder 
hold on to until next yeah. season. I think it is based on what we talked about off air. And if people listen to the other episodes, what Jordan and I talked about, one of the things talks about a fight for one of their own. I see. Yeah, that's pretty uh, telling. Mm-hmm. And especially if you've seen um, any spoiler picks, because I think those just came out for the finale, too. I hope this works out well for the both of them. Honestly, I don't know how it will. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens from here. Considering Marcus has been molested and has painful <laughs> orgasms and... Hard knock life for that guy. Made all that money that he has to pay back and is homeless and has a horrible tattoo of Slender Mom on his back and oh, everything God. else. Like. <laughs> Slender Mom. Yeah, it's true. You, all, you add it all up and Marcus has had quite the season, really, for being a minor character. This is almost like Sandra level, you know, of... Tragedy, yeah, you know, for Marcus. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like the two masks, you know, the laughing face and the yeah. sad yeah. face with that. Marcus is the laughing face. Yeah, Sandra gets the sad on this. <laughs> what makes it even worse is he he doesn't realize some of these things. Like, okay, he realized the tattoo of Slender Mom was horrible, right? Yeah. But some of the other things is he puts them out. He doesn't realize how bad it is. Like. I, I, I think it was this episode where it was like, yeah, I used to have to, like, get dressed up in a speedo or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess they were thinking maybe he was a stripper. And Ike Barinholtz is, like, a fairly good-looking guy. He's probably quite strapping under there. I could, I could see that. His brother, his <laughs> brother, who was on the mini projects, a little fluffier, chubbier, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I could probably see people, you know, I could see that. Someone needs to get poor Marcus some psychiatric treatment for... Yeah. <laughs> just for good measure. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, although, you know, for the most part, dude seems pretty happy. Yeah, but exactly. he's probably very lonely inside. L- let's not forget he lost a finger in season one. Yes, poor Marcus. Yeah, it was nice to see, as you already said, Casey, Mateo staying with him, you know, at least for a little while. And they uh, had a little vulnerable chat that was nice and unexpected. So. Eating some al dente ramen sushi because he doesn't have hot water yes yeah crunchy (laughs) yeah so next we'll go to the game of laser tag which looks so fun and awesome yeah yeah oh my god so cloud nine has these fancy dancy new scanners there which those things had some great distance on them oh yeah that was like just the great part of getting into that story because it happens accidentally when jonah garrett and Cheyenne, I suppose, they're all in the same sort of area. And they start realizing, like you said, how far it shoots. And they start, like, telling Cheyenne to, like, hold up stuff and see if they can get it. Yeah, that was cute. Cheyenne kind of turns around with some some Fritos or, or some whatever. Almost ends up falling over because she gets dizzy because it's Cheyenne, of course. So they decide to make teams. And they get team yogurt, team soup. Which uh, our Twitter vote is at uh, 50-50. For Team Yogurt and Team Soup, so it's pretty even. <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. And that was hilarious when they figure out the teams. It, it was funny how it kind of ended up with an all-white team and a minority yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. I don't th- I'm pretty sure Jonah didn't do it by ac- uh, on purpose. I'm pretty sure Jonah did that by accident. Yeah, of course, by accident, poor Jonah. But it's always and uh, it's always Myrtle, you know, who uh, who points it out. <laughs> I love. That. I love that racist old lady. Yeah. She's so cute. <laughs> She's so racist. It is so awesome. Not not saying that racism is awesome. 
just when it comes from like a 120 year old frail little woman who doesn't realize she's being raised. Yeah. Literally the only person that could say that stuff. Which, by the way, speaking of the scanners and Myrtle, the very opening, right, was when Myrtle was saying, yeah, they're going to take over our jobs. What kind of job am I going to have in 30 years? <laughs> How the hell is she going to be alive in 30 yeah. years? And everyone's like, Myrtle, what? You're like already 100. Yeah. <laughs> You're already talking about stuff from like the 19 aughts and 18. Like, So yeah, they, they make team, team yogurt, team soup, and they go about getting people in the store or scanning each other in the store. Carol, which I forgot to mention in the episode I did with Jordan about this, hides in a coat rack or whatever, in a rack of clothes, mm-hmm. and inadvertently sees Jerry... And Sandra and realizes that they're hooking up behind her back. Oh, yeah. The minute I saw that, I was just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the plot point, but you know what? Carol deserves it. So I'm not really mad at her. Hey, these things happen. Treat people better. You won't have to worry about that. She didn't have the reaction I thought she would. For some reason, I thought she would immediately jump out of there and like go over to them and start yelling but she just you know saw it and then obviously like stayed quiet and stayed put and kept it to herself that she knows which surprised me yeah i expected her to kind of flip out like ridiculously Mm -hmm. i did for sure jonah is hugging amy and picks her up and moves her to a different apartment (laughs) That was cute. I don't know how tall Ben how how tall Ben Feldman is. I'm sure Alan, you might know. <laughs> Why would you think I would know? America Ferrera now kind of seems so tiny when like, or her standing if it wasn't her, or he picks her up and moves her. America is tiny. She's only like I think five one or something like that. I don't know how tall Ben is, but America is like I mean five or five one something like that. And then plus she she did even have heels on. But yeah, I love that we inadvertently got our Jonah and Amy hug, even though he was using her as a shield a little bit. <laughs> Glenn had a perfect hiding spot. Like, I know. Oh my god! I, I knew there was somebody in that cart. You could tell there was somebody in the cart. But I didn't expect it was going to be Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just also the way he was so happy that he um, got her. Because it was Sandra, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. And it reminded me of how ecstatic he was when he... This is going back to the pilot. When he was playing in the carts with Jonah and Garrett. Just, you know, because he's so joyful at the, that he got her. What kind of got me was... And I can see this happening was... Like, he came around when they were deciding what to do, and everybody was like, uh, and he's like, guys, I'm not the manager anymore. Like, mm-hmm. whatever he said, some kinky, down and dirty fun or whatever, where everyone was like, that was that was awkward. And uh, even Mateo was like, that's a very poor choice of words. Yeah, there were a lot of really cute and, like, clever little ways that they ended up getting each other because they went about it in a more sneaky way compared to I thought they were just going to all kind of run around in the store you know shooting each other it was more of a they took their time and like planned out moments where they could get the other ones the customer with I don't know his name I don't know if we know his name where she was talking about like her grandmother was about to die or something and he got scanned and then just, like, threw his scanner and walked away while this poor lady's in yeah. tears about her, like, grandmother getting ready to pass away. Oh, and then Cheyenne had one of my favorite moments when she was with a customer and she was walking her toward an aisle or something, but she was going the long way. Oh, I forgot about that. Remember? 
Oh, my God. That was like... And then she goes, yeah, no, it's over there, but we're going to go this way because there's a bunch of white people over there, and I don't want to get shot. (laughs) (laughs) And the lady was just like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the the lady was just like, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was great. I think just Cheyenne's going to get my thing later just for that line alone. (laughs) Okay. So Jordan and I were split on this. The end of that situation where uh, Cheyenne acts like she got bit by something, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Jonah and Glenn go over to help her. And then they get shot by Garrett. And then you find out that Jonah switched tags. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's cheating? Who would you declare a winner? To be clear, too, like, I mean, they're just saying that then, so they all put a little thing on them, like, meaning by their tag, or does he mean their, like, what did he mean, exactly? Put up barcodes, or put up UPC codes for either a soup or a type of yogurt on each team, right? So once you shot it and it said you scanned yogurt, that person's out. Okay. So then, you know, process of elimination. So Jonah was saying that they went and took their, whatever their team was, they took tag. They made tags for the other team and put it on there. So once Garrett shot them, that's what it it registered as. Mm-hmm. I will say that's something I wouldn't expect Jonah to do. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Or Glenn. Yeah. Okay. So the way I saw it was when you're doing something like that, like there's there's hiding and there's deception. So there's what Carol did. There's what uh, Cheyenne and and Garrett did. Like that's reasonable. That's expected, right? Mm-hmm. To switch your tag out completely to me was completely cheating. And I don't think they ever ended up deciding on then who won. They were just kind of like fighting about it, weren't they? Right, right. To me, it's it's they're both kind of cheaters. Jonah just kind of cheated better, kind of playing that 4D, 4D chess move right there. At least this time it was for themselves in the game. The last time Jonah cheated, it was in that uh, Halloween costume contest for Amy. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just a quick side note. Did you guys catch the guy uh, returning the tarp? Yes, it was this episode. Yes. I talked with Jordan about that. Someone on, on the, the subreddit posted... I guess that guy did kill his mom. That was the guy who was doing the stabbing motion and wanted the the murder supplies from another episode. That's crazy. I, I didn't notice that in the episode when it aired, but then, yeah, I saw someone on Twitter mention that, and I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I have this tarp I need to return. It's got blood on the inside of it. And, and even at the store, they were just like, yeah, whatever. Like, they weren't like, wait a minute. Wasn't Glenn the one who actually, like, helped them before where he was looking for that stuff and realized, like... Yeah. yeah, I think so. Quick side note, do you think that guy is responsible for the feet things going on? I mean, at this point, man, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the list that I think and also have seen people, you know, say on Twitter... Yeah, I feel like we're almost in a slight bit of a superstore horror movie right now with the, uh, this person could be the serial killer, the foot serial killer, you know? You think this is the Scranton Strangler of, for Superstore there, DJ? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Everyone is a suspect. And there was plain soup during the Depression, according yes. to Murdoch. <laughs> so the big, the big plot point that starts our season finale arc here possibly due to the new scanners corporate is forcing amy to slash hours and she's not just like whittling them away like she takes a machete and slashes them margie sends her with just two hours for the day 
um, which is how Mateo finds him uh, in his bedroom in the back. Amy is having issues owning up to it, which I, I think she needs to put her big girl pants on and just like be honest right. with everybody. Meanwhile, Dina agrees to say, hey, just tell everyone I made the schedule. And she has no issue being mean to everybody or people thinking bad things about her. And apparently she enjoys it in some sexual situations. <laughs> hey, girl, whatever floats your boat. Which makes perfect sense for Dina. Right. It really yeah. does. <laughs> you know what? This is a judgment-free zone. Do, do your thing. We know yeah. Gina, uh, Dina is in charge of her own sexuality. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, whatever, right? Uh, she does come to surprise us a little bit in the episode. Oh, she yeah. surprised me. Wow, yeah. No, I, that was some really, really great character development there. Ne- seeing that uh, em- empathetic side of uh, Dina. And I like how, yeah, she described it, too. Because, you know, when she goes to Amy's office and she's kind of basically telling her that. But she's saying, yeah, I mean, you know, usually I don't have this kind of, you know, problem, this kind of thing. But um, it's when I see them in person, you know, the distress or something, you know, on their face is when she actually feels sorry for people. I guess, you know, if she didn't see people, then she wouldn't care. Probably, but it wasn't until she saw Janet's son and incidentally broke it to Janet's son that he wouldn't be able to go to his STEM program anymore. And then she starts, yeah, she starts getting those pains, like stress pains from everything. And it just gets worse and worse as everybody's like just doing this outpouring and she's looking at these sad faces and and hearing these sad tales and she's just she can't deal and with she it. She just like straight up lays on the floor in Amy's office. <laughs> I like that. And then she's just like I'm not sitting on the floor. And she just says, "Well, I'm not moving." So then she lays down next to her. <laughs> that was that was a really nice moment between them. <laughs> Even Jordan was a little disappointed with Amy for her not just owning up to this and kind of take like take these. You know, she's taking the hundred nineteen thousand dollars a year and, and whatever benefits and Lexus and various other things that go with it. But this is one of those things where you have to. Being in charge, you have to be the bad guy sometimes and make those hard decisions and, and be the face that everybody puts to some of those things. And then eventually Dina just starts giving hours back to everybody. Just like Oprah. Yep. <laughs> you get more hours and you get more hours and you get a... And then she ends up taking all of Jonah's air hours. <laughs> yeah, three hours for the week. <laughs> it ended up where I guess things worked out a little bit because people got some hours back. Well, for the time being. We had a really nice moment where before the white people all went out for wings, as Myrtle put it, you know, Jonah's sitting there talking with Amy. Amy forgot that she drove Jonah there. And they're talking. He's like, hey, you know, I only have three hours next week. I might get evicted, you know. She kind of asked them to move in. And, and they're, they're taking some, some serious steps forward here. Oh, my God. And I just, I... I couldn't even, I did not expect that, that way that conversation went. And I liked how she just said it, you know, of course, because it's Amy, you know, and she's kind of just, you know, not as emotional sometimes, but she just made it sound so not a big deal, super cool, super, you can do whatever you want. I'm allowing you, you know, to move in. (laughs) You're there a lot anyway, as it is. So, you know, you could always just, which. Yeah. Like that—that that was a really nice moment with them, and I know there were people swooning over that, and rightfully so. That—that's that, yeah. a very, that's a very 
that that's moving in a very big direction between the two. Because, you know, you could tell Jonah was kind of taken aback by it, too, you know, because she said, yeah, I can clear out some drawers. And then I like how the look she gives him when she says, in all seriousness, you know, she's like, you're over all the time anyway, so you could just stay over. Which, yeah. yeah, is a really, really big thing for them. And I'm really happy that it, that kind of happened in a at least half, you know, serious conversation. <laughs> yeah, with those two. And that scene just shows, you know, again, like when they have their own sort of quiet moments and scenes alone together that, yeah, Ben and America and that their chemistry is just like perfect. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I know I've said this a few times before. But the chemistry between those two is electric. Like, it's... If if they weren't such great actors, if I were his wife and her husband, I might be a little worried. Like, <laughs> this this kind of gives me that Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper type feel when those two kind of get together at times. <laughs> right. Where, like, like, you know they're acting, but it feels so... They're good at giving each other the heart eyes. That's what I call it, heart eyes. eyes which yeah, is yeah. usually, you know, in early seasons, just a lot from Jonah, you know. But, you know, now, of course, we get it from Amy, so it's exciting. But, yes, they are both very happily married, so... <laughs> Jonah, Amy, and Benches. Name a better trio. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> Someone on Twitter put up, like that picture of them from that moment and their bench picture from Cheyenne's wedding. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's their thing, man. Yeah. It's, it's their just thing. their thing. Yeah. I like it. Nice throwback there. So that is it for scanners. If you're interested in ratings information, check out the episode that Jordan and I did. Um, he has the actual ratings information for scanners. Uh, we're not going to bore you with that mainly because I'm too lazy to go looking it up. Check us out on a, Twitter uh, and Instagram at TBR Podcast at Facebook.com slash Breakroom Superstore. And uh, shoot us an email at TheBreakroomSS at gmail.com. Be sure to catch up. Thank you for shopping at your Cloud9 Supercenter. Music provided by bensound.com